Good morning, family. I love y'all. It's true. I love you. I picture you and I begin to thank God for you and I pray God fills you with wisdom and covers you with favor, that he heals you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, that he protects you and provides for you. Hallelujah. It's Friday. It's forget about it Friday. Glory to God. The glory of God is filling the earth and Holy Spirit is pouring out on all flesh. Praise God. I like to exhort y'all to think about the glory. Think about Holy Spirit poured out on your flesh. Family, Holy Spirit is a major player in the beginning. He hovered over the face of the deep. And when the Father said, let there be light, Holy Spirit lit up galaxies upon galaxies. Holy Spirit is pouring out on you. Are you ready? Are you getting ready? Are you thinking about getting ready? Amen. Well, a scripture for today, Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14. The Apostle Paul gives us God's halftime pep-up speech. Let's get into this. Brothers and sisters, I did not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, family. This is a great halftime pep up rally fire up the troops word. And I paraphrase, team, we have played well and we have given a good effort so far. But now, team, we haven't won the game. Forget the first half. It's over. We can't change what happened. So forget about it. Don't dwell on it. I need you to focus on one thing and one thing only. I need you to think about this second half and dig down in your gut and push and claw and stretch and press with everything you've got and go out there and win this game because that's what you're destined to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, family. Forget about your past. The good, the bad, and especially the ugly. God is not dwelling on your past. He says that when you ask him for forgiveness, he forgives you and throws your sins as far as the east is from the west. The Bible also says that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Satan keeps track of our sins and keeps track of those sins to remind us of how low down, dirty, and despicable we are. But Holy Spirit is hoping that you will read the word as Romans 12, 2 admonishes us, and we will not conform to this world, but we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So you did drugs. So you stole something. So you had sex out of wedlock. So you went to jail. So you had a car repossessed or a home foreclosed on. So you had an abortion. So you cursed God. So you were not perfect. God is not holding your sin against you. He poured out the punishment for sin on his son, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, family, I'm not telling you to sin and then ask for forgiveness and then go sin again and then repeat the process. The Romans seven cycle is what I call it. Not that telling you to do that every day. No, what I'm telling you to do is to focus on living a fully righteous life. When you are in constant contact, constant contact with Holy Spirit, Jesus and the father. That's daddy's desire. Make it your desire. I love it when my kids come over and just hang out. They don't have to sit around listening to me pour forth wondrous wisdom and refreshing revelations for hours. Well, for one thing, I don't do that. And the other thing is 
I like just hanging out and talking and laughing and enjoying one another's company. It's so much pleasure. If I, being evil, enjoy hanging out with my kids, how much more does our Heavenly Father want to enjoy us and for us to enjoy Him? All right, family, I'm going to go hang out with God. He does speak wondrous wisdom and refreshing revelations, and he just hugs and encourages most of the time. I love daddy's hugs. Gotta go. I love y'all, and God loves y'all.